this is a cool one because I think not only does it have to do with sports, this film that debuts here in uh, a little less than an hour, world premiere here uh, in Missoula, but also I think there's going to be some parallels to uh, sports, particularly football, on the Indian reservations here in Montana as well. So we're joined by a couple filmmakers, Charles Frank and Fritz Bitsui. Did I say it right? Did I get it right, Fritz? Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's correct. Good. Yes, yeah, good. I'm glad. Uh, my last name has been butchered my whole life as well. Uh, Frank is a little bit easier. So. Very easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to town, first and foremost. So these Thank guys you. are the directors uh, of the film that debuts here at the Wilma at 5:45. It's called Through the Storm. Here's the brief synopsis. This is about the Red Lake Nation, the Jibwa High School football team, and despite dwindling interest and a two-decade-long losing record, a determined coach and a group of young athletes fight to keep their football program alive. So first of all, where are you guys from? Are you guys from the Midwest? No, not at all. I, I grew up in Massachusetts, oh, nice. but I now live in Portland, Oregon. Okay, cool. Yeah. And how about you? Yeah, I'm originally from um, Gallup, Gallup, New Mexico, from the Navajo Reservation. Um I'm also Diné or Navajo myself, um, but recently I relocated to the uh, Los Angeles area. Oh, nice. My, so my family's from Sedona, Arizona, so I, I know uh, the, your neck of the woods. Yeah, my father's family is close to Flagstaff, Arizona. Oh, cool. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very good. Well, uh, just uh, I guess either one of you can take this off the top. Just start with the sort of the motivation for this thing. Obviously, it uh, seems like a, an intriguing subject to be sure. So uh, where did you guys get the, the motivation for this film? I think we can probably hand this off to um, Charles, I think. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it started with just the general idea that I wanted to make a sports doc, but um, I wasn't exactly sure on what, and I was searching around for stories, and I, I came across this article by the Star Tribune, um, and it was written by Chip Scoggins, and it was this amazing portrait of uh, this football team that hadn't won a game in over 20 years, um, and, and kind of why. Oh, wow. So this isn't just a losing record. This is a no-wins record. No-wins win, no oh, wins record. Yeah. Okay. So they've, they've lost for over 20 years, but they keep going, and it was sort of a piece about why they, they do that, and I, I just felt like there was more to be discovered in that story, and, and I wanted to expand upon it, and I reached out to the coach, um, Coach uh, Nolan Desjardins, and, and uh, he got back to me pretty quickly, and within a week we flew out there just to to meet him and say hi and spend some time on the Red Lake Reservation. And we kind of fell in love with it and decided um, we wanted to just spend more time there in this beautiful place and, and spend more time with the people we met and with Nolan and learn more. And And Fritz joined on the project like soon after that first trip. And and that was the start of it. But I don't know if you have Yeah, it, uh, when, when Charles reached out to me with this, um, with, with this uh, project, I think what really excited me was you know, since I'm also Native American, um, it was really important to me and um, of, of like, you know, not not what stories are told, but especially how they're told. And um, something really excited me about um, a team like, you know, I, I naturally always cheer for the underdogs. And um, there's also something very, I don't know, in a way, kind of a metaphor for like the Native American experience of like, sure. of like, you know, we're many don't see us kind of destined to win in a way but we still show up to fight anyway or we still we still want to take part and there was something about you know um you know in my culture like we we actively practice gratitude and like that's something i wanted to really contribute to the project was you know where where do we find like these little minor victories because honestly if it's if winning's not the point for this team, sure. which obviously it doesn't really seem to be, maybe Coach Nolan is giving something to these kids that's that's deeper than just chasing a, a, a win. Well, very cool. Uh, Charles Frank Fritz Bitsui here in studio with us. The film 
Through the Storm debuts at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival this evening. Uh, actually, here in about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes down at the uh, the Wilma. So we're going right up to it. So we'll get these guys out of here soon. Uh, but... Uh, to put this into context, the Ojibwe, uh, the, the the Red Lake Nation, this is uh, Minneapolis, right? That sort of area north of. Yeah. So this is like northern uh, America, right up against the Canadian border. Yeah, that's right. So one thing that we talk about with the reservations in Montana is so so much, for, for a lot of times, unfortunately, of, of the tribe's destiny is determined by the land that they were given. Some of the, the Native American tribes in Montana got, like, Glacier National Park and the Flathead Lake. That's a pretty good piece of land. And then there's others that maybe the land is not nearly as fertile or it's way more isolated, way more desolate. What's this land like and how does that maybe affect the uh, the, the people that live on it? Um, well, I think with the Red Lake Nation, like they, they're, um, you know, they're, there's bodies of water everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think uh, one of the stories we heard about why they call it Red Lake was because there was sort of a last stand, so to speak, about um, how the Ojibwe people, um, you know, continue to fight in in the midst of um, colonization and 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 how in those battles, like the water had turned red. And is wow. it's, it's pretty metal actually, but um, <laughs> uh, I, I think they just have so much water, and, and that's reflected in like the the height of the trees, you know, and, and just how much wilderness is out there. Um, but it, it it is very kind of a secluded area. Um, I think there was one restaurant that had opened up like last summer. That, yeah, it was the first one. Yeah, and then besides that, there's probably like a subway and gas stations, you know. Um, but every, everyone there was just like so kind and so excited for us to be there and um, uh, just taking really great interest in like what what story we were trying to tell and um, very welcoming. So I, I yeah. definitely want to extend my thanks to the Red Lake community. They were like super accommodating, so nice. Yeah. And it was just a be. I mean, the landscape was gorgeous. Like the trees, the lake was so big. It looked like the ocean. Like you couldn't even see the other side. It was this giant, giant lake. And there's the the walleye in, in the lake that they that they fish. And um, yeah, there was abund- abundance there. I think. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a really special place. We kind of fell in love with just spending time there. We ended up spending maybe four weeks. <laughs> yeah, there was also, there was also a, a really funny loophole we we learned about in terms of like hunting hunting season where okay um, it's where it turns out that if they they can hunt from their vehicles. <laughs> so wow! They will drive around and you know um and try to and try to find game out there. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I didn't know you could do that. Oh. You could do that. <laughs> oh, wow! Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! Well, I ask uh, filmmakers this every year, but I have to ask you guys this: What do you think of now this thing being put on the big screen? Obviously, you're very happy about this, but how are you guys feeling here? You know, half an hour before this thing goes live for its world premiere. Uh, I feel so excited. Um, I mean, I, this is my first time at Big Sky, and so far, like, it's just such a um, friendly place. Like, everybody's been so welcoming, and 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 the audiences have been awesome. The other filmmakers are great, um, and just being able to see it on the big screen. I mean, we've seen it like so many times on our laptop, on our phones. Like, <laughs> we've seen it in every way except the big screen. So I think it'll be like a totally new experience for us. But. So yeah, totally. And this this is actually my. Um, you know, um, I'm grateful that this, this will be my, uh, the second project that I've been able to show at Big Sky. And it, it was a film festival that I, you know, w- was one of the first ones that I had discovered such a strong uh, Native community within, 
you know, within like even like Neotero and like the Fourth World Fellowship, which I was a part of the cohort last year. And so it was really amazing to come from like California, where I don't really see a lot of natives around, and to come to this film festival and see such great interest in not only showcasing our films at Big Sky, but also taking them to schools and seeing the, the and how they um, integrate within the curriculum um, native um, history, which was like incredible to experience that. So I think above all, like when um, Charles and I were having a conversation about how we were going to approach the story, we definitely did have this kind of mantra or this kind of guiding light of like this, we want to treat this like a gift to the community. You know, like because they're in it and because they're always going to be in some way tied to this film, we want to ensure that when they can watch it, like 10 years from now, they'd be like, oh, wasn't that cool when that film came out? And we just want it to be something that they can like share together and that they can be proud of as well. And I, I, I'm, I'm really excited for everyone to see it tonight. Well, Fritz Bitsui, Charles Frank in studio with us, directors of Through the Storm, which is a film, a uh, short. This is uh, one of the, the shorts that will debut here at the Big Sky Doc Fest. 545 at the Wilma tonight. Can't make it down tonight. Wednesday at 3 p.m. at the Roxy as well. And you can also stream it uh, all week long at the BigSkyFilmFest.org website. Uh, last couple of things for you guys. Uh, first of all, I got homework for you. Watch Native Ball, which is about uh, the legacy of Malia Kip. She was a, a Lady Grizz player. The University of Montana is here in Missoula. You guys have probably learned. And uh, she was the first uh, Blackfeet uh, tribe member to play for the Lady Grizz. And it blazed this trail of then all these great Native American women that have come and played basketball here in Missoula. It debuted at the Doc Fest last year, so I think you guys would both uh, appreciate it. But that then leads me to my my next question is, um, and I've, I've thought about this so much, actually the thing that inspired me to be a sports writer once upon a time was the article by Gary Smith in a 1992 Sports Illustrated called Shadows of a Nation, and it was all about uh, basketball and the Crow Reservation. All, the central figure was a young man named Jonathan Takes Enemy, who was one of the great Native players in the history of the state of Montana, but... He had this this tragic demise. He went to college. He couldn't. He, he just had all these falling outs, and he ended up dying a tragic death when he was in his mid twenties. But the story was sort of all about the phenomenon of basketball, especially in, in Montana on reservations, and sort of the coming of age ceremony that's associated with that. Did you guys find similar parallels uh, on this reservation with this story, even though it's it's football rather than basketball? Hmm. Um. Maybe not. Yeah, the, maybe I not mean, the tragedy, but I mean, you mentioned like you have to find the moments of gratitude, right? Because if it's just about the wins, then what are we doing, right? There's other things that you're learning from all of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, basketball certainly is on the Red Lake Reservation the sport. I mean, we heard totally. that. Over is, is, and over is that again. somewhere on this reservation as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was yeah. definitely the case. I mean, I think that was the main reason that this football team hasn't been winning is because there weren't there haven't historically been very many players to play right. on the team. I mean they they've played many games where they have 12 ga- kids for an 11 man football oh, game. Oh man. So they're playing both sides of the ball. There's no subs. I mean that's why they're not winning. It's not because there's not talent. Sure. Um and so yeah, it, I think it's a struggle for Nolan and and the kids to recruit players to come and, and be a part of the team, but the kids that are there are really, you know, dedicated and and their attitude is just so beautiful i mean it was a lesson for me of just you know finding ways to to persevere and and be a part of of something greater than yourself and um and you know not be so fixated on the the end goal of winning sure but just enjoying the journey along with your friends and having a good time and I mean, one of my favorite moments in the film, uh, small spoiler, but uh, they, they lose a game 
and you see them getting beat up and, and really getting hit hard. And at the end of the game, one of the kids just said, man, that was fun as hell. And it was just like, it was so like heartwarming. It wasn't the response I was expecting at all after watching that game. Because on the field, we were like, dang, they're getting beat up. You know, they're, they only got 11 guys. So, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it, it was really tough to be there with, with cameras and, and, sure. and, and to feel bad as, just, as if it's like, what are, really, what are we getting? You know, like, sure. like it, it felt exploitive in a way sure. you know and it was hard to see these kids in pain and and it was funny at the end of the game like they they had this whole different attitude about it about like that was fun and and uh just, just seeing how the the the, the brothership that ex- the brothership that ex- that that the brotherhood that exists within this team and and how they see Nolan and and learning from these kids that maybe from basketball a lot of them are hoping to get um, seen by recruit uh, recruiters you know like like that's kind of their avenue or ticket to getting to college and so a lot of them maybe it's not even the aspirations of going pro maybe it's just if I can get my tuition taken care of then maybe that'll get me out sure and and um. And even that whole narrative about getting out and leaving the reservation, um, I, I found a lot of um, a lot of the kids who were very proud to 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 be a part of the community and and that didn't share that narrative of like, oh, in order to be successful, I have to leave and go out. And but instead, it was like, I want to go out and do some cool stuff so that way I can come back and like share that with the new generation of kids who are getting older. And that was. Um, Really special to see that. Well, it's a film worth watching for sure. If you have the time tonight, head on down to Wilma. You got about 30 minutes to get there. Uh, the story of the Red Lake Nation, the Ojibwa tribe uh, there. Am I missing it? Oh, and you can, yeah, you can put, go again uh, to, on Wednesday at 3 p.m. And you can also uh, stream it uh, online as well uh, all week long. BigSkyFilmFest.org. Thanks for the assist, Nick Davis. <laughs> Nick Davis will be providing us interviews uh, all week long. But this is, a, this is a good one and uh, certainly one with a lot of parallels to Montana. So congratulations, guys. It's cool and uh, best of luck. I hope it goes well tonight. Thanks so much. Thanks for the time. Yeah, it. thanks for having us. <laughs>